Alright, so this is our new podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Patrick. And we're going to be doing some hot takes on some of the sports, which will include NBA, college football, football. This And week. for this week, and also we'll be doing all sports that we find are an interest to the public. So let's start off with our first one. The um, college football regular season just started. Week one has ended. We are debating who is our top four college football teams right now. Michael? I got to put Clemson at number one. Even though I'm a Bama fan, Bama just hasn't proven to go against top opponents. <coughs> Bam and bandwagon. Wow. Wow. That's just... I've liked them since 2012, for your information. I've liked them since second grade. Anyway, I put Clemson at number one just because Trevor Lawrence has shown... He could be like a Vince Young in college football. He's just one of those quarterbacks that can prove over and over again that he is the leader of that team and can prove that he is one of the all-time greats. So I put them at number one. I put at number two, Alabama. Just because one and two, Alabama and Clemson. It's always going to be that way unless Bama, of course, loses a game, which they probably won't until they face probably Georgia in the SEC championship. So... Of course, bringing up Georgia, that means that my number three team is going to be Georgia. Just because Georgia has Jake Fromm and all of those great wide receivers, they have just proven over and over again that they can play at that elite level. And if Alabama wasn't in their conference, they'd be a number two seed or number one seed every single year. And my number four seed, I'm going to go a little bit of a dark horse here, Michigan. I, I am a Michigan fan. I love all their sports. I think it's a beautiful school. I I disagree with that. I do think they might be higher. They're a dark horse. Okay. I just put Michigan at four because um, Jim Harbaugh, this is his time to take over the Big Ten. With Urban Meyer gone, Ohio State main like, receivers and all that, and their star quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, this is their time with Shea Patterson. This QB can lead. This QB has proven that they can lead their team to a top five, top ten level. And if this team just doesn't, if this team doesn't improve forward, I think Jim Harbaugh gets fired, and Michigan will never make the playoffs until they hire a good, solid coach. So that's a hot take I have. So All Patrick, right. what's your top four? My top four, um, I think. I do agree with Clemson being up there. But I what y'all y'all might not think. Y'all? Are you from down south? Like Yeehaw! What, what like what was that? Like y'all? All anyway, right. we'll get back to sports. Sorry, we're anyway. fooling around. Um The only game that I'm not sure because I do think Clemson is number one. Okay. But one challenger who is a dark horse, but they're not top four, is BC. Okay. AJ Dillon, who's arguably, uh, he has a chance to win the Heisman this year. For any of you guys who are not from around us, 
we are from Massachusetts and we are big Boston College fans. So, well, at least he is. So that's why he's just a big supporter of A.J. Dillon and why he thinks he can win the Heisman. So you think Boston College can make the playoff, even with... No. If you're saying Boston College wins the ACC championship, they're in the playoffs. I don't think they'll win. Okay. All right. But I do think that they're going to really have a shot. They're going to have a shot to beat Clemson. Do you think they'll make the top 25 at all? They yes. Be top 25? Yes. Will they be in top 10? No, top 15. Okay. As Patrick said, a dark horse for the playoffs he's considering is... Michigan. Michigan. But he also said Boston College could be in that mix if they perform really well. That goes for me, too. I don't say Boston College. I say Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Because I, I agree with that. Just because Notre Dame has the all the elements and they're facing one of the toughest schedules in the league, even though it says like they have the 60th ranked schedule according to ESPN, FBI, I don't care. They're facing Georgia. They're facing Michigan. They're facing Stanford. Even though they're an independent and they don't really have a good conference or a conference at all, they can face all these really tough teams. So if they can go one loss or undefeated, they're making the playoffs because they've proven they can beat Georgia, Michigan, and Stanford, which are all top 25 teams. I, I'm, I'm sorry that yeah, sorry, I that just was... interrupted Michael, but I have not been watching the USA basketball team. Yet again, we're Massachusetts. Y'all don't like... I, I'm sorry, I keep saying y'all. y'all. Um, you guys don't like the Pats. You don't like our sports because... We're pretty good, honestly. But um, Jason Tatum uh, says on the team TV right now has got hurt. I'm not sure how bad, but if it's bad, that's scary for us because he could be a superstar. So I've read into this. I've been following Instagram, and Jason Tatum plays for the Boston Celtics. So he is a forward. No shit. <laughs> well, no, you said the New England Patriots. So he's a forward for the Boston Celtics, and he was injured during a uh, last-second shot during the game against Turkey, where he shot a three-pointer and got hit across the ankle. He made two out of three free throws to send this game into overtime, which the U.S. eventually won. But Clutch. he is expected to be fine. He he texted Brad Stevens saying he is completely fine. There's no issue about the situation. And he's really enjoying going overseas and practicing with new players and getting that international feel and so he can pr- play at a higher level. All right, so back to college football. Yeah. Okay, sorry <laughs> we went off on that tangent. We probably won't do that again. But we probably will if we see some, if we see something on Sports Center or ESPN, we're just gonna go on to that for a bit. So right. sorry. So we're back to top four teams. So you have Clemson as number one. Who's your number two? Bama. Okay. That's a no brainer. Two is number. I have number three as Michigan. Okay. Because I do think they can prove themselves. Okay. But number four, I say Jalen Hurts takes the reign and goes. Off this year. So you say Georgia is missing the playoffs? I do. Where did they finish as a seed? Fifth or sixth. Okay. So these are our matchups. I have Clemson versus Michigan and Alabama versus Georgia in the semifinals. And I have Clemson versus Bama in the final. I 
and his semifinal matchups were Clemson, Clemson and what was it? Oklahoma, <laughs> I have the oh my worst God. memory. It was Clemson. Short-term memory loss, eh? <laughs> so it was Clemson and Oklahoma versus Alabama and Michigan. Who is your college football playoff final? I say Clemson absolutely destroys um, Oklahoma. Yeah. Bama has a tough time with Michigan, but end up advancing. So okay. Clemson versus Alabama again. I have Alabama winning by one score. I also have Bama winning it all. I don't know by how much yet. I'd have to go later into the season. We'll address. We'll address, we'll keep addressing this later on as the season goes. But I have Bama winning it all as well. So we both have the same college football playoff final and winner. So let's move on to our next topic. The NFL has a ton of new uprising potential. All that. They have big moves going on, and we're looking to see which teams that we have as the front runners heading into the NFL season and our dark horses. So these are the teams that we're picking one team that can for sure win it all. Like These are the teams that are hyped up and have set up to win the Super Bowl this year. And we have this team that's also not hyped up, but also built that they can make a run at the Super Bowl and have a legitimate shot at winning. So, Patrick, you'll go first since I started last for the college football thing. Okay, so I have, as my front runner, I'm agreeing with Vegas saying the Cleveland Browns have the best shot of winning. Wow. The Cleveland Browns have the best. That's not your dark horse. That's your legitimate shot. Legitimate. Do you, you think they go past the Patriots in the playoffs? No, because I have my dark horse as the New England Patriots. People have been... I know I'm a bit biased. But people have been sleeping on the New England Patriots due to all this hype in the AFC. I don't know. I just Vegas has been saying that the Patriots are the odds-on favorite, or second odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl behind none other than Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, which I I totally agree with. I don't say that the Chiefs win it all this year. I don't. I know know they added Tyron Matthew, but Tyron Matthew is getting a bit old. He's like 28 now, 29. Um, But still, I think the Chiefs also lose my odds. I am biased too, but I'm going to say my bet to win it all is the Patriots. And my dark horse also is going to come from the AFC. This team will show that even without one of their key players, they can still make a run at it because they have so they are so well-rounded on offense and defense. And it is one of the Los Angeles teams. I'm talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. You're delusional. That, that team... I feel like has just proven over and over and over again. Are you on drugs? I am not. Are you on drugs? That team last year was just amazing. And if they were so close to competing with the Chiefs that if they won that division, they're going to the AFC Championship against the Patriots. But But they played us in... Yes, the I'm divisional, not, not, and we smoke them. Yes. The Chargers suck. They're losing Melvin Ingram. Um, not Ingram, uh, Gordon. Melvin Gordon, yes. Gordon is holding out. Gordon has really took them places. 
but so is Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, so, I give him all the credit in the world. They don't have a good enough defense without Derwin James. They are missing the playoffs this year. Wow. Okay. Uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, it's just some names to bring up. Keenan Allen. Joey Bosa. Just all of these good young stars that are coming up and helping bring this team together. It's just, I feel like the Chargers, if they can win the division, are a team that makes the Super Bowl. Or makes the AFC Championship. Right, I don't me, know about the Super all right, Bowl. Let me, but get, still. let me give my reasons for the Cleveland it's just, Browns. It's just that... Kansas City, if Kansas City were ever to have a down year and the Chargers keep playing at the way they have been playing, they're winning that division and they're going to the AFC Conference Championship. Just All you have to do in that division is win and you're an automatic bid because you have to compete at a high level to win that division now. With the Chiefs at the top, the Chargers are just right there. It's 1A and 1B. The Chargers have just got there and I feel like they're going to have the same record this year, but the Chargers take it head-to-head and win the division. That is my hot take. I, I, the Chargers just win the division. I'm saying you're it. You're just... I think you've been taking a little too much of weed. I'm, I'm you're, you're high right now. Um, I, I'm high, there's on, no I'm high on the Chargers. I'm high on the Chargers. The reason why the Chargers won't be good, they're not only losing one of the key parts to their running back who they do have a solid backup in Austin Eckler is and, it yeah Austin but, e- Justin Jackson. but you didn't let me finish okay. but Eckler has not proven himself a lot but now he's going to get the he's chance. going to get the chance and I say he crumbles under the pressure and what about Justin Jackson Did- Justin Jackson what position does he play again running back I don't think he'll do good He's, They're going to rely so much on the pass that but, after week three, when they realize Austin Eckler has not been doing well, they're going to switch him out. They're going to try and get as much for him. But the bad thing is that their team is going to be a pass first. And with that, people are going to send blitzes at Phillip Rivers. The man is old, even though we have Tom Brady as our quarterback, and yeah, he's old. Philip Rivers, if you get in his head a little, it's game over. Justin, just so you know, Justin Jackson is kind of like a James White. He is a passing running back, and co- Coach Anthony Lynn has said that he has very much improved over the offseason and during the preseason, and he could be one of the key parts in their offense as a backfield passer. So I'm just our backfield and, catcher. And also, so okay. I need some water or something. Jesus. I'll get you some water. But right. give your reasons for the uh, hot take on the Cleveland Browns being one of the first. Let favorites. me first. Let me finish. Okay. I really don't think that the Chargers will go all is because last year a huge part of that team was Derwin James. And Derwin James is out, and how long is Derwin James out for? Anywhere from three to four months. So he's going to be missing at least the first eight to twelve weeks of the season. Exactly. So, but still, if they can hold their edge in the playoffs, he'll come back for that, and they, and he will be a lockdown defender. And that's just telling you. If he does come back, and they have a good record, then I do believe. I don't think they'll have a good record. But 
My reason why I think the Cleveland Browns might win is because I feel like Baker's going to perform at a absolutely MVP level. He has the options around him. If he doesn't even make the MVP race, that's a huge disappointment unless he's hurt. But their defense is probably the most slept on defense because their offense just got so stacked. Miles, that front line is scary. I know they gave up Jabril Peppers to get Odell Beckham Jr. And it was a fair trade for both teams because Jabril Peppers hasn't really got a shot to prove himself yet, but he has a bunch of potential. And I feel like he'll thrive in New York, in a big market city. Um, Cleveland has Denzel Ward who had a phenomenal rookie year as the starting cornerback for the Cleveland Browns. And, and even though they lost Jason Horty, if he was still there, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that the Browns would go over 15-1 and one or under. Can I just say this? Denzel Ward was actually, when he was drafted, regarded as a bad draft pick, which kind of surprised me. I'm like, there's this cornerback from Ohio State, and it's just like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, they drafted a really good defensive player to add on to Miles Garrett. I didn't, I didn't know who That's else. That's a they, smart pick by the front office. Yeah, I didn't know who else they could draft at the time. Like, name, I don't remember you, even. They could have traded out of that pick, kind of like how the Lakers traded yeah. out of their fourth overall pick to get Anthony Davis. Yeah. I know it's two different sports, but I just, but um, they did that, and then the Pelicans traded out of that pick, which. The Browns could have even done that. Yeah, but I just... I don't remember any other defensive players coming out of that draft that had such a good year. Like, or do you remember any defensive players that came out of that draft? Like... When was the next one? This year. No, no, no. When was the next defensive player in that draft after a pick? I can look it up, but... as So just keep giving your reasons, and we will find out that information for you guys. I know they're kind of short on their safeties... But I feel like Denzel Ward has a chance to win Defensive Player of the Year. If not, making into the race. And not, that's we'll, what will take the Browns. I think they go like 13-3 and three or 14-2. and two. So you're saying they're the number one seed in the AFC? Or is that going to the Chiefs? AFC. They're number one. Okay. The Chiefs come second. With either twelve and four or thirteen and three, okay. Or the Patriots do well. I don't think the Patriots will do eleven and five again. I think they do more twelve and four, maybe even thirteen and three. But that's a stretch for thirteen and three. Okay, so going back to the next defensive player taken in that draft, the next ta- the next defensive player taken in that draft was actually the next pick. It was Bradley Chubb taken by. The oh yeah, Broncos. sure. So, do you think Brad- that the Browns should have drafted Bradley Chubb no. to compliment Miles Garrett, or do no. you think Denzel Ward was the right pick? Denzel Ward was the right pick because they knew they lost Jason McCourty. Some other picks that could have been they could have got was Roquan Smith for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> okay. Um, Roquan Smith is very high in my eyes, like very high. He's well praised by me. He's pretty good, but their middle linebacker situation, I know it's a bit weak, but that's fine. Some other, also some other, we're going to get into that, 
Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick for the Miami Dolphins. I think he was kind of a steal at number 11. That was a steal, yeah. Uh, Vita Villa by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody remembers him. Uh, Darren Payne by the Washington Redskins. Nobody knows him. Marcus Davenport by the Saints. That was a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. That worked out for them. Wasn't he Defensive Rookie of the Year with Alvin Kamara? Alvin Kamara was offensive and Davenport was defensive. For NFC. Yeah, for NFC. Like, or no. I, I, was yeah. it AFC? No. No, it was the NFL. Like, they won Defensive Player Rookie. No, because Saquon was in that draft. Right? Oh, right, yeah. So, okay. So, it was for NFC, but... Kamara was the year before, I thought. No? No, Kamara was the same year. He was just in the second round. No, third round. Third round, okay. Yeah, so, the Patriots should have gone. So, some other things. Uh, Tremont, Tremaine Edmonds by the Buffalo Bills. Eh. Uh, Derwin James by the Los Angeles Chargers. That was a steal. Yeah, but if they got him, at that time, they still had Jabril Peppers. They, who, the Browns? Yeah, at that time, they still had Jabril Peppers. Okay. If they got him, that pick would have made no sense to anyone unless if they're deciding to move Jabril to free safety, which would have been a bad move. Okay. So, another... And the reason why... Hold on. The yeah. reason why um the Giants were willing to trade Odell for Jabril Peppers and not more was because, yeah, they lost Landon Collins. And they really they thought they really needed to fill that in that void. And they really want to just make the offense focused on... um. Saquon and see where they can go from there. So also, and that's why they traded for so much less. And people may think that's a steal. It's not really. Yeah. So also, and time to say my dark horse. Okay. The you reason already, but, you already said no. I didn't. I no. I, I know. To, I ju- I'm going to just give yeah. you the reason. I just want to say that some of the other good defensive players that were taken in that year's draft were Leighton Vander Eich. For the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Um, what pick was that? That was the 19th. Yeah. Um, some other ones. Darius Leonard for the Indy Colts. That was such a good pick. And that was kind of like... Wasn't he a second rounder or something? Yeah, he was a second rounder. He was one what of pick? the top five picks. In the second round. Yeah. He no, four. A... Top four picks. Sorry. Yeah. But still. So he was fourth. <laughs> a lot of... um. A lot of good defensive taken, talent taken in the first round for such a QB, or what was thought to be a QB-heavy draft with Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and Well, it Josh was. Rosen. It really was. But, how many, of but... Those, how many of those guys are starters? Three. How many of them are, like, superstars? You could say... One. One or two. You could say... You could include Sam Darnold in the mix. I wouldn't say... No. St- I wouldn't say superstar. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Star. On. Sorry, my mom is calling me, you guys. So you talk about the peaches. Yep. Hey, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Patriots are my dark horse just because uh, no, Tom Brady has not slowed down. Yeah, his yards and touchdowns may have. But his edu- his knowledge of the game, knowing way, n- knowing to win, just knowing all of that like, is able to like build them. The radio. They have Josh Gordon, who's a big, who's a big yard wide receiver. Julian Edelman, who's 
short yards, but he proved himself in the Super Bowl, did he not, to millions of people watching. I'm still and saying then, Kyle Van Noy wins that Super Bowl MVP. I don't think Julian Edelman deserved it. Really? Kyle Van Noy was just the story of... I know Kyle Van Noy was huge. He was probably defensive MVP, but no way There's no did, defensive MVP. Yeah. There's also- no, I know, but if there was offensive and defensive MVP, offensive Julian Edelman, no doubt. And then... This is... Sorry, we're taking a break. I'm just showing Patrick a picture of Zeke getting on a plane to Dallas to meet with the Cowboys. Again. For a deal. They're hoping to get a deal done by today. Or within the next 24 hours. So anyway, keep going. By the way, it's 420 now. Who's smoking right now? I'm joking. Wow. Um, so... Yeah, I pretty much said it all besides that the Patriots now have great cornerbacks, even though they're a bit old. Um, uh, I forget what they said. Yeah, and Dante Hightower's still pretty good, really underrated. But um, now let's head into NBA. Okay, so what's the conversation? it's not about going to be about teams for the first time. Congratulations to us. And it's not going to be about... I lo- and I looked up um, an article. Well, not an article. I looked up on Instagram a post of, of people saying best 13 players to build upon. My question is for you, Michael, is LeBron in top 10 and who's your top 10? Is LeBron and KD in top 10, excuse me? Is or Le- Is LeBron... In the NBA right now, LeBron and KD are top 10. Of to build around. To a build franchi- around. A franchise. That was the LeBron question. LeBron isn't... KD is 10. They're just getting... <laughs> you're delusional. Well, I'm just saying, if you're starting to build a franchise around them, you want the young star that's going to be around for 10 years and can continuously perform. You don't want an older player that has two or like five years left where there this where you want a star that's just in the good of his prime like I mean and NBA <laughs> history prime I'm sorry this is my landline calling that's no one alright so anyway that was it sorry <laughs> we keep having interruptions god damn it <laughs> um so um so you talk about um, so you talk I, about your top five I, players to start a franchise around. I don't. Right I don't agree that um that LeBron's not in top ten because LeBron has shown from a Lakers team that had young promise that somewhat was overhyped. Getting LeBron was huge for them, but what I agree on is that KD's ten due to. His Achilles injury. If not, he's top five. No doubt. But LeBron, he's top... He's probably top ten. He's in, like, seven to one. But my number one is Giannis, because... Look what the Bucks just did around him. They put an all-star, only one. Yeah, I know. A great center for shooting, which is good. And he's solid in the paint. 
They got Mal- Malcolm Brogdon. I know he got traded, but this is last year. Keep in mind. They got Malcolm Brogdon, who's actually pretty great all around and is a three-point specialist. For um, Chris Middleton, he was an all-star because he was not as dominant, dominant as Giannis, but Giannis was able to do a lot. Getting passes from Middleton, passing it to Middleton so he can score from outside. That's huge. Um, But LeBron is still top 10. Easily, no doubt. Because when LeBron and the overhyped Lakers, I say, go at it. Um, sir, um, <laughs> so, yet. no, not yet, Le- no. now I'm saying about LeBron and the Lakers, what happened last year, they had an overhyped team, the Lakers, okay, you're going off on a tangent, we should stick to the question, which is, no, I am, I'm th- because this all includes LeBron in it, LeBron and, um, the overhyped Lakers squad, LeBron was able to move that for a superstar that has proved himself and he's young. And he'll probably re-sign in LA. Then he got a three-point specialist in Danny Green. They got a center in JaVel McGee, who's a great defender. And I was really like, oh, they're really lacking a center in JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee did amazing in my eyes last year. And I honestly am upset that I slept on him. They got Kyle Kuzma, who was probably the most proved. That's why they didn't trade him. And their bench is decent now. And they're looking to put LeBron as the start, uh, as the starting at the one spot. And if they do that, that's kind of cheesy, but it's going to work. But my top two, well, top three. My third is Trey Young. Trey Young is a dynamic three-pointing superstar at a young age in the NBA. My number two is the rookie of the year in Luka Doncic. Because now he has help. He has help in Kristaps Porzingis, who's also up there. And he was able to shoot from anywhere. He's not the most athletic, but he's able to get it done. He's not the fastest. He's able to get it done. Giannis is obviously the number one. He's the MVP. He's young. Perfect. Michael, how about you? So my top three guys to start a franchise with would, number one, Giannis. Mm -hmm. Just that's so obvious, like... He's just proven that he can. He has the work ethic to grow up. He in 2013 he was like super small, very scrawny, and then from his rookie year up, he's got gained like over a hundred pounds in muscle. No, not a hundred pounds. 100, maybe like sixty. <laughs> no, I he's gained so- like twenty pounds in muscle. Still no. Which is incredible. He was he was like Katie skinny like. Yeah. And his game relied so much on his athletics, uh, athleticism. And the fact that he got bulkier 
really saved him. So, number two, I put Kawhi. Just Ooh. Kawhi. Just Kawhi. I say he's top five, but I don't say top two. He's just, he's 29. He is, he's one rookie of the year. He just has everything that you could ask for in a player and more. I it's just, you. it's just injuries. It's just that. No, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get hurt, but when he does get hurt, it's just. It's monumental. Yes. And number three, this comes as a little bit of a surprise, I think, to most people. But do you already know who it is? Is it Victor Oladipo? It is Victor Oladipo. No. no, you're stupid. It is Victor Oladipo. So he's just so young. So my problem with the Pacers was, um, is Malcolm Brogdon the starting point guard or Victor? We don't know yet. But exactly. If once, Victor's the starting point guard, then I agree. If Brogdon's the starting point guard, I'm not sure what, okay. what they're going to do. They have a... If they go... If they go, um... Victor is the one, Brogdon at the two. If they get, like, a decent small forward with Miles Turner being at the five they spot... Bo- didn't they get Bogdan Bovanovic? Oh, yeah, they did. Wait, no. Was that the Jazz? I think the Jazz might have got him. Anyway, but if they get a decent small forward with Turner at the five, there's no way that the um, Pacers don't make the playoffs. So they got TJ McConnell, um, some other random dude. They have, they have a Brogdon. solid bench that really slept on. Mac- Malcolm Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, who's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Okay, so they didn't get Bogdan Bovanovich. That's my fault. The so. Jazz got him. Yeah, the Jazz got him. But anyway, I still say Vic Oladipo is a good player to start your franchise with because he has he proven that he can take over a team. That's the only reason why the Pacers got the four seed was because of his effort. True. And if he didn't get hurt, I say they beat the Celtics <laughs> in the first round. No. I say the I say they do. I don't agree. Or at least it's a tougher competitive series. It, yes, it I do to, agree with it that. It goes to six games. It goes to six games. No, I say go to the seventh. I say if Vic was on the floor, that team's probably taking the Celtics to seven because after game one of the who would get home court then. Who'd gain home court? Yeah. Us. You still think... I mean, no. You still think the Pacers would be behind us in the stand? Yes, I was, still would believe that. Because, yet again, even though Kyrie was being a diva... Um, <laughs> um, the fact that he was still being a diva... I still do believe because Horford was doing really good. He's consistent. That's what... Why the um, what do you seventy sixers? Seventy sixers are gonna be pretty good next year. Um, Jason Tatum, he's a young star. No one. Joel Embiid. Um no no no, this is last year Celtics. Oh, I and then Jalen Brown. Those threes save them. I thought you were talking about superstars that you could start a team with. Yeah. But Joel Embiid is definitely one. He's in my top five. Jason Tatum's in my top ten. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is definitely in my top ten. I say top five. 
It's it's a line. Uh, Donovan Mitchell would definitely be in my top five. <laughs> no doubt. Donovan Mitchell is in my top five. Here's my here's my top five. Giannis one. Yeah. Luca two. Trey oh. three. Okay. Didn't think about them. Didn't think about them. Donovan Mitchell four. Yeah. And number five, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Number I, six though is Ben Simmons yeah. for me. Yeah, I got Giannis at one. Kawhi at two. Vic at three. I have Kawhi at seven. Kawhi could go either. Jason yeah. Tatum's nine for me. Yeah. Kawhi's Le- two. LeBron is eight. Yeah, Kawhi's two. Vic's three. Oh, Donovan and, Mitchell's four. And, and by the way, I am forgetting about AD. I'm not sure where the place. Is. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, but definitely I put my top four as um, Giannis, Kawhi, Vic, and Donovan Mitchell. And who is my five again? Um, and, um Giannis. Yeah, I put no. It was Giannis, Kawhi. I forget Vic. the other two. Vic, Vic, and then someone else, and then Joel. Donovan Mitchell. So I had Donovan Mitchell and Joel. So right. my top five would be Giannis, Kawhi, Vic, Oladipo, um, Giannis again, um, Donovan Mitchell, or and Joel Embiid. So this has been our first podcast. We hope to be able to continue, and hopefully you guys like this. So. I hope you guys enjoyed and look forward to hearing more of our hot takes. And thank you for tuning in. If you do, please listen and keep listening because more stuff is going to come out every week or maybe two per week. We might be able to do that. School might be busy for us. But, um... Yeah, thank you guys for watching. Well, not watching, listening. Listen. But thank you. We'll definitely try to, as the school year goes on for us, because school is starting for us Thursday, we are just trying to figure out what our schedules for, for, will be and what when we can record. So we will let you know by either the next podcast or the next after that when we will be regularly doing these. So thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. Bye.